Mabel, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm recording a podcast. It's about mental health. It's really important. It's about transition. It's about going into whatever this next phase is. And I could do without you having a fight with your blanket in your bed. Cheers. Hello and welcome to another episode of Jeff Brazier, Only Human, my straight talking podcast where we can talk and ask questions about what's working in our lives and what's weighing us down. As a trained life coach and author of the Grief Survival Guide, I believe open and honest discussion is vital for our future happiness and mental health. So this podcast is all about doing exactly that, honestly sharing what we're finding tough, giving advice on what's really helping us, and also finding humour in our rubbish problems. At the end of the day, removing the pressures we put on ourselves and acknowledging that we're only human. So I think we've just got the news that we all wanted. We've got a roadmap out of the restrictions and into the summer months. And for me personally, I know I feel a mixture of excitement and a little bit of apprehension, to be honest. So I think we have to just recognise what's really abundantly obvious, and that is that lockdown in some respects, and I won't speak for all, I can only speak for myself. We've all had different experiences of what this has felt like, but... For me, I've been able to use the time in order to really improve quite a lot of things, um, definitely in the area of habits. So naturally, I'd feel a little bit um, protective over that and and how, you know, trying to imagine what the future, the very imminent future is going to look like. Now, obviously, we've been, we've been told that we're going to start to crank that up. And I think a lot of us straight away have kind of linked the two and just been like, the pace of life is going to change. And it's actually the pace of life slowing down that we've really enjoyed. So, uh, yes, I can't wait to play golf. But it's funny because my immediate thought is, oh, that's four or five hours out of my day when I would have been doing A, B and C. So there is absolutely a balance to be had. And I think that instead of it just happening and us having to react in the moment and all of a sudden not getting the kind of experience of our day that we've been used to and that we've actually grown quite fond of. So to look ahead, which is what we're going to do today, to really talk about the ways that we can improve our sense of control. I think control is a major factor in this because if we head into it blind and we let the pace of life dictate itself to us, which it will inevitably try and do, then we're going to feel a little bit out of control. And I don't want anyone to feel like that. And I feel like it's probably avoidable. We have a transitional period ahead of us. We are going from one thing to another. And ultimately, there are choices available to all of us that we can make. Um, But yet, if we don't make the choices, other people and life in general will dictate to you. Thinking of what the title is for this episode because resetting a lockdown mindset was my initial thought, but actually it's it's less about that. We don't necessarily want to reset something that, that actually is good. What we want to do is take the best of it with us and leave the stuff that maybe we don't need to travel with um, behind. But today um, what I've done is I've looked at the individual areas that I think are going to be key components in helping us to navigate this as as well as possible. Um, Some things that I'd like to remind you of because they're they're really relevant. And I know that, again, we've all got the capability of, of, of doing these things as well. But this is absolutely for everybody, people that are excited, people that are recognising they're, they're a little bit apprehensive, and also mainly people like me who are probably a little bit of both. 
So Emma, I know we've got more questions than usual because this is a topic that is particularly current. I know that a lot of people have recognised already that there are slight apprehensions with regards to the transition and just how easy and how well that's going to go for them. So um, let's get going, Emma. What's your first question? The first question comes from Michelle and she says, I was thinking today, am I now afraid of a social world? Is this normal, all that I can cope with? I'm already feeling the pressure to see everyone, to make up for lost time. Is it all right to say no and to delay? I think it would be wise to exercise your right to say no to certain things, um, you know, not for the sake of it, but obviously because you're managing your your day, um, you're managing your balance. And I think a lot of us had completely lost all sense of balance 12 months ago that's what we gain from lockdown isn't it is the ability to actually um, start exercising some control and will over what it is that we feel every day with social interactions are something that we're we're really missing and it's a an essential part of what it is to be human but if you're someone I know there are actually a lot of people I've come across many of you um, in my coaching experiences that do struggle with saying no to people then if you're constantly filling up your diary to suit and satisfy other people's needs then you're going to be doing that at the detriment of your own sense of peace and balance. Are you going to then therefore sacrifice the habits that you've enjoyed, whether it's time by yourself, whether it's time with your family? You know, I, I wouldn't want to return to, to the time or the feeling um, that I know a lot of us have where I used to feel like I was constantly behind in life because I'd get up at a time which would leave me very little time to prepare you know, as I do now, um, I would be working from a list where there was no real structure to it. And no sooner had I crossed five things off, I'd be adding five more to it. So I never really felt like I was succeeding or accomplishing anything on a daily basis. And then by the time it comes to bed, I'd probably gone to bed too late, which would then just perpetuate that cycle. Sounds familiar, doesn't it? It's because naturally we all kind of got in that rhythm because, yeah, we forgot to exert choice. Thank you so much, Michelle, for straight off the bat getting us onto a key component of this is that we must exercise choice, control. We must be able to say no. We have to manage our days and our weeks in a way that is suitable for the way that we want those weeks, those time frames to look like and feel like. And if you've really enjoyed a little bit of time, then protect it, ring fence it, plan for it. You know, so that we all can, a few months into this, just be like, I'm having a good summer because I've got a good balance and because I'm planning for it. I'm ultimately choosing how much of anything that I do and when I do it. So, you know, this is our own prerogative. This is absolutely what we have the power to control. We used to give it away, but we just didn't really know that we were giving it away. Now we've gained it. We know it exists. We know we liked it. We know we want to keep it. So that's up to you. But Michelle, thank you. Great start. This next question is from Alison. She says, I'm looking forward to a better routine, but that means a faster pace of life again. Socialising with family and friends, doing this in my own surroundings, as I think I'll feel really cautious about larger volumes of people. Time will only tell us how much we feel comfortable getting back into our lives as they were before. Exactly that, Alison. I mean, you've, you've sort of semi-answered your question in that we have to, 
we have to just calm down uh, for a, for a sec and just recognise that transition is is a thing. It's like a process. It's not something we can achieve by clicking our fingers. You know, I think we have to manage our expectations of what we're gonna achieve straight away when it comes to socialising, when it comes to going back to golf, if you're talking about me and what I'm looking forward to, if you're, you know, inviting people around for barbecues and so on and so forth. It's it's literally a why don't we just take a gradual approach so that we don't dive into the proverbial deep end in this. Because if you've filled your diary already, then great, because you're looking forward to stuff. And and you know, I'm not trying to talk anyone out of being excited, by the way. So lowering your expectations like when we're trying to impose any new habit in our life we don't go all in first off uh, we build ourselves in gently um so that so that we gain confidence and we gain consistency we've all had to for the last 12 months manage our sense of um risk and safety and we have to obviously continue doing that in the for the foreseeable but what i wouldn't want is for us to be a product of all of the constant messaging that has had to be there to keep everybody compliant, if you like. But if that is no longer the case, and if we are able to go back to being free, then actually we should act like we're free in some sense. And again, I can't tell you how to feel about your your health and your safety. You have to obviously manage that yourself. But again, a way of being able to just claw back a sense of what is realistic and what is needed and necessary um, is to just challenge yourself with maybe an additional two people every time so that you're gradually building up your sense of no I'm you know there's 12 people around me and I feel pretty safe with it it's fine so if any of you guys out there have any advice please share it with us and I'll read it out in the next episode it's jeff at onlyhumanpod.com This is from Sammy. It's quite short and sweet. She says, I'm a little apprehensive, if I'm honest. I'm already trying to process and prepare for the school run. Once I've cracked that, I'm hoping routine will just fall back into place. Sammy, I get it. As a dad, obviously, going into the playground, I always felt a little bit sort of uh, um, not one of the gang. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Um, So I can imagine that it's, it's just that return to a social environment where I think there's the potential to be judged. Uh, but going back to those real life scenarios means that actually there, there's rules to, to social engagements. And obviously what we wouldn't want is to see someone kind of looking us up or down be, because we're, uh, we're wearing Ugg boots and, and pyjamas. Who knows? Naturally, we'd want to avoid that feeling, but we can't avoid doing a school run. And you're quite right. We have to kind of uh, get back on the horse really to then be able to judge whether it was quite as bad. I think, as we know, the way that anxiety works on to any degree, really, uh, even if it's sort of just a mild sort of experience of stress, um, a lot of it is perceived, a lot of it is assumption. So we've got to catch that, really, when we're sitting there feeling like, I'm really not looking forward to that. Why is it? Again, just um, just just exercise an element of doubt. The fact that what you're telling yourself it's going to be like might actually not be the experience. Actually, you might walk away from the playground being like, that was amazing. I got to catch up with everyone. I got to identify that everyone has been through something similar to me and that, you know, we, we got to make some plans and I'm going to have a coffee with Jane and uh, and all that sort of stuff. So, um, yeah, exercise a little bit of doubt and those playground interactions or anything really that we're preempting as being a little bit risky, a little bit scary. 
we're going to have to exercise just a little bit of courage, I think, in order to get ourselves back into social interactions like that, that we, if we've got kids, can't avoid. So if anyone can hear that, um, the, the, the noise in the background was Mabel. She's in with me and um, she's got like a blanket in her bed. And um, sometimes she can't get comfortable. So she starts having a fight with it, to be honest. I don't, I don't know who wins eventually, but it, it never looks comfortable when she does settle down. But Mabel, I'm, if you don't mind, I'm recording a podcast. It's about mental health. It's really important. It's about transition. It's about going into whatever this next phase is. And I could do without you having a fight with your blanket in your bed. Cheers. This message is from Dion. I will be taking resilience, strength and appreciation for the simple things in life. I won't be taking my materialistic mindset pre-lockdown. I'm ready for the new challenges and the new me. Wow, Dion, that sounded powerful. It sounded definite. There was, there was no negotiable element to it. And I actually received lots of messages like this. So I um, love that everyone is feeling empowered and ready to impose themselves on their future routine. So we're not going to be dictated to by by anything outside of our control. And um, Dion, you've you've personified it really with what you've just put. Um, I'd absolutely encourage if anybody is maybe not feeling quite as powerful as Dion at the moment, but wants to find their way to appreciating their strengths, like Dion's was her resilience and her appreciation for simple things. Um, what I'd say to you is journaling is a game changer. You know, you think, oh, so what? A notebook and you write in it. You know, well, I've got a diary. What, what do I need that for? It is so much more than that. So get a notebook. And in the front page, just inside the cover, I recommend writing down your strengths. And I know a lot of you might have like, oh, you know, there's nothing strong about me. And <laughs> and we're going to work on that. We're going to work on that voice that, that keeps your expectations of yourself low. But honestly, we've all got insane strength. We've all got, um, there's all a reason why we're still here and we're still fighting and we're still kicking on and we're still juggling everything that we do. Um, some of us are just not necessarily great at naming them. Well, my challenge to everybody is to get your journal and within that front cover, I want you to channel your inner Dion and I want you to write what your strengths are. Are you resilient? You know, are you flexible? Um, have you got appreciation? Um, do you show gratitude? Um, you know, are you someone that is able to make the best of a bad situation? Um, however you want to term them, you can write them down. It's not just a useful practice to actually, you know, write them in the moment. Um, but actually, when you're feeling a little bit rubbish, when you're feeling a bit like, oh, life's starting to take over here, um, just refer back to them. And it's like, oh, yeah, you know, don't hold back, you know, make them as uh, you can gloat as much as you want, because let's face it, no one else is reading them. You haven't got to check yourself with, oh, you know, it sounds a bit arrogant. No, come on, let's name it. What is special about you? What got you where you are in life? What has kept you going? What has, what has enabled you to keep your family ticking along nicely? You know, what has got you through? Actually, this is most notable. What has got you through the difficult times? When, when you've struggled, write them in the inside of your journal, refer back to them often. And, you know, that's the encouragement, the self-encouragement that we need in order to do the best job of every day. I've 
printed off a, a calendar view of um, June 2021, obviously this year, this summer, uh, because that's when all the restrictions will, will, will be eased. That's when we're going to be able to socialise uh, freely. And yeah, it was just uh, what I wanted to do is try and get a, an idea of the things that I was really keen to prevent going by the wayside and see how that kind of looked alongside what would represent a normal week for me. So what I've done and what I think will really help everybody is to understand, right, what are these new things that are going to come in? What you need to do with it is how many times a month will you be happy doing these things? So um, I've looked at, you know, social activities like cinema, cinema twice a month, maybe dancing, you know, obviously going to a nightclub or a bar and having a boogie because uh, we all need a little bit of that in our lives. You know that I'll be happy if I do once or twice a month. Um, driving range, restaurants, I want to eat out three times a month, I think is realistic. Um, so so it's to get an idea of, right, how many times a month am I going to want to do these things? And to make sure things like, right, you know, I, what I'm taking with me and what isn't going anywhere is is my, my early nights. I will let myself have a late night once a week. And that'll be maybe if I'm out, it might be if I've got friends around and we're having a particularly good time, it might be a Saturday night. Um, so I, I just, if I don't get an early night, then my morning routine won't happen. And that to me is what I'm most keen to protect because I think that that is of most value to me. I know I can socialise on a Sunday afternoon, I can have friends over. Um, so, you know, it, it, I don't need to necessarily be like, oh no, I've got to stay up late because because I'm having friends around I think I think you know brunches started to get really popular didn't they and it's because people enjoyed the fact that they could be home you know might be in a bit of a state still but they can be at home um you know at a reasonable time and it's not necessarily that free 4am in the morning thing depends how old you're on what stage of life you're at but as a 41 year old um you know I want to do it but I don't want to do it twice a week (laughs) and and that's for everyone to exercise a bit of discretion isn't it um, you know, I want to I want to um, go out cycling um, for at least an hour and a half, four times uh, a month. So that will be, you know, once a week. Um, things like cooking dinner with Kate, we've really enjoyed cooking dinner together every night. And I know that because of her work, we're not going to be able to do that. So it will just be a, a balance of us saying to each other, right, you know, how many nights a week um, are we going to make sure that you're home early enough to be able to do that? So it depends on how flexible her her role can be. Um, but, you know, all of us are going to need to sync up with our partners and our kids, aren't we? Uh, we're going to need to sort of make sure that there is an element of communication over what we're doing, how often we're doing it and what nights we're going to do it. Um, I don't think we usually do that with regards to, to sort of making sure that the family together. Usually we accept that oh, the kids are out, the kids are out. But I don't know, like this, this is, again, an opportunity for us to be a little bit more methodical about um, making sure that you tick the boxes you want so that you know you're taking your lockdown habits that were good into this next phase and whatever it is. So there you go. Yeah, it, that really worked. Just looking at the calendar view now, I'll tell you what it's given me. It's given me a sense of reassurance. I think actually looking at it, I'm now really excited because my week has probably got more of a balance. There's more value in there than maybe I've ever had. So lockdown think there are definitely a lot of things that we can be thankful for about that period in our life hopefully it is the only period that we have to do it so yeah get your calendar view on get your listing of the things that you don't want to leave behind 
mix them all, integrate them with the things that you are absolutely going to go back to and create your perfect week. So we've answered some really good questions from people. Thank you for those. If you'd like to send in a question of your own, it's jeff at onlyhumanpod.com. We'd love to hear from you, love the feedback, uh, but also love your contribution as well. It's really important to grow in that sense of community uh, that the podcast hopes to develop and encourage. Um, But yeah, I hope that your brain's ticking on on how you're going to smoothly transition out of the lockdown period and into whatever you're going to title this next phase of uh, what happens next. Sarah has this to say, is it weird how I might actually miss some of lockdown? I was so desperate to be out of it last year, but then sort of got used to it. The slower pace, enjoying the really simple stuff like walks with kids, reading, not rushing around, commuting. I think a lot of people might be nervous about leaving it all behind. Lots of people are nervous. You're absolutely right. And you've probably just summarised the experience for many of us listening to this. The, The perspective that lockdown has given us, even though lockdown, let's face it, was because of something that has caused devastation to a lot of people and a lot of families. Um, ultimately the way that life works is everything comes in balance there are opposites to absolutely everything and while something can be wholly negative it can also deliver positive outcomes again um, we shouldn't feel bad for that but look the perspective has been absolutely invaluable and um, and I think a way that we can ensure that we don't lose any of that would be to write a letter if you have you know an hour sit down one night and write a letter to your future self. It might be you six months in the future. It might be a year. Somewhere in between the two is probably great. What I want you to just communicate is it's almost like just summarize everything that was great about lockdown, everything that you benefited from that you didn't realize was going to happen. Detail what it is that you would absolutely like to take with you, why you want to take these things with you as well. And just preempt the difficulties that your future self will have in keeping those habits um, as part of their daily routine. The fact that the pace of life is going to get quicker, the fact that other people are going to ask more of you, you add the social elements. We know that, you know, being social and seeing our friends can kind of feel like a full-time occupation anyway. It's not a job. It doesn't feel like work. But in terms of how many hours, you know, let's look at it mathematically as I often do. How many hours a week all of a sudden am I going to need to take from other areas of my routine in order to apportion to the time that I want to spend seeing friends? There will be some sacrifices and I don't want you to lose the things that you've actually gained from and that have been good for your family. And, that you know, the times that you've spent actually with yourself, getting to know yourself a little bit better that shouldn't just be consigned to, oh, that was something we did in lockdown. That should be something that is part of our routine. It's something that we should should take as as balance. Checking in with ourselves, as I do with journaling, is a way of just taking stock, um, stopping the pace, like pressing pause. So perspective is vital. It's invaluable. It always gives us something. It's something that we can build on. Um, writing this letter is going to serve as a constant and timely reminder that you can read in six months, nine months, a year's time so that you can reconnect with how you are feeling in the moment of being grateful for what lockdown has, has given you in some respects. So I really recommend writing the letter.
This last question is from Lindsay. I think it's made us all question our boundaries without even realising. Over the last year, we haven't been in many situations where we felt we've had to say yes to things we want to say no to. Having more of those situations arise again is going to be challenging and a bit of a shock to the system, I think. Lindsay, you are not wrong. Yeah, it, it is. And this is what this whole episode has been about, is to make sure that nothing is a shock. I'm excited as much as everybody else, but there are also things that we need to navigate. All right. So uh, boundaries is a, a, a great phrase. Um, it is really important in life in general. If we don't have boundaries, then people are going to take from us and we're, we're going to give more than we should or more than we more than is appropriate in certain situations. Um, so if you recognize that, that your boundaries are not particularly great, then, you know, maybe that's your that's your work. Maybe that's your your focus for this week. Maybe it's about, right, how can I increase the strength of my boundary, if you like? How can I develop the ability to say no? You can always say, I would like to do that for you, but I can't do it now. Can't do that today, mate, but I can do it for you tomorrow. Is that all right? Yeah, yeah, no problem. You know, so let's let's be in charge of our of protecting our time. That's a, that's a it's a great place to, I think, sort of end, really, because time is central to everything that we are talking about time has always been a a priceless commodity um i think lockdown has given us more of it and we've enjoyed having more of it we will miss it when we give it away if we give it away all right but as long as we get the balance right um then then actually we won't feel like we are almost grieving for the time that we had in lockdown uh, we won't feel like we're lost or or out of control, which is the worst case scenario, I guess. So again, if there's anything that I hope really comes through in today's episode, it's that we really need to exercise the control and the power that we have in our ability to choose what we do every day, every week, what we say yes to, how we manage our, our routine so that we're not actually getting rid of things that we actually have grown really fond of in lockdown, things that serve us, things that are good for our mental health, things that are good for our sense of togetherness as far as family is concerned. Let's integrate all the things that we've missed, but let's make sure that it's not at the expense of anything that we really want to keep um, as part of what we do and who we are. Identity being you know, a really important aspect of this. I've crammed in a lot of what I hope to be really useful information in this episode. Please tell me how you found it. I'd really love to know that something has resonated with you today. Um, Lots of it has resonated with me. Um, My next port call really is to sit down and, and actually probably go through what I expect my life to look like in the next couple of months, just from a, a typical week, take a sample week if you like, and be like, right, how do I juggle everything that I want to take with me? Uh, whilst welcoming all of the new things that I can't wait to do, like go to the cinema, um, you know, and just be able to sit in my garden and listen to that trickle of water. I keep going on about my garden. It's not done yet. That's why it's this excitement, this absolute childlike excitement that I've got. I'm glad that everyone else is excited about some things. You're only human if you're apprehensive about others. We're all in the same camp. We're all going through the same. Let me end it there, really, by just saying one thing. And that is don't forget to really open yourself up to your support network because we've all experienced the same thing and we're all going to experience the same transition. And if social media tells you that everyone is absolutely making it look very, very easy, 
it's a bit of a lie. It's a bit of a smokescreen. Everyone is going to have their challenges, but people aren't going to share what's difficult. Okay, so ignore that. Um, you know, take what you want from it, but that's not the whole truth, the absolute truth, is it? So rely on your support network. Share anything that you're feeling difficult. Share it with me. I, You know where I am on social media and you know where I am as far as the podcast is concerned. Let me know. I'm interested. We're in it together. Take care. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please excuse my snoring bulldog, but thanks so much, everybody, for listening to this episode of Only Human. Uh, If you like what you've heard, there will be new episodes every Tuesday from Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the Absolute Radio app, or wherever you get yours. And remember, please rate and review the show. I love to read them. You can also get in touch with your questions, concerns, or dilemmas by emailing me direct at jeff at onlyhumanpod.com. I'd absolutely love to hear from you.